Hello and welcome to The Haunted. I'm more than just a number in your little red book. I You've am been a, singing it all night. I am a drifter's impersonator, <laughs> Freddie Young. Yeah, but now it's on my brain. You're more than a number, mm, yeah. Little red book. Yeah, I'm I a, don't want it in my brain. I'm I don't even like the song. I'm part of a drifter's tribute band, mm. Freddie Young. I'm Vanessa Mitchell. Who are you? A uh, former owner of the cage in St. Joseph. Well, you know, I'm always the same. I don't really need to go over it every time. I but think everyone be a, knows who I am. There might be a new listener. They yeah, might... it might be, yeah. 49-year-old single mum of two. Yeah, you keep on saying my age. You keep on saying 49-year-old single mum You're of lucky two. I didn't say 50. I felt like it, just well, to be listen, mean. I've got a little side trade going on at the moment. Well, you keep your side trade to yourself. Yeah. So, if you have listened to last week's episode, which I hope you have, if not, pause this, head back, and listen to part one of Haunted Paintings with The Haunted with Freddie Young and Vanessa Mitchell. Uh, we covered The Anguished Man, which is a horrific painting very very scary and lots and lots of paranormal activity attached to it this week we are going to be covering two more paintings with some great great stories so strap in sit down strap on <laughs> i looked at you based your eyes at me and i thought i didn't say it i know i didn't okay. say it um do you know what we haven't done for ages which is actually quite good because we do tend to be a bit risque sometimes pertaining to our sexual preference j j just very mildly and we haven't done that for ages so it's go on then give us a good. snippet i'm not going to never have i ever oh i can't yeah <laughs> no. well i'm gonna think of one and we'll end it with never have i ever okay right you'll have to think about it here we go so uh, for those of you listening, you won't see what I'm about to show, Vanessa, but you will if you go onto the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any of them, any of our social medias, because I'll post a picture of it. But it's the image of the crying boy. Now, is that an image you recognise? Absolutely famous. A re really famous, really, really famous painting. Probably the most well-seen painting that is always, you know, constantly, you know, I would say of our generation, certainly. Yes. Or mine. So it's it's known as the crying boy. Now, if that, that will spring memories for some people, other people will be going, what the hell is that? I've posted a picture. Go and look at it. I promise you, I would say 90% of people will recognise that painting. Yeah, yeah. Easily. So the painting, along with similar ones of crying children, was done by an Italian artist named Bruno Amadio. But he went under the name of Giovanni Bragolin. Mm. So the prints were mass produced and widely sold throughout the UK. So I just don't get why anyone would ever have on their wall a picture of a crime. My child. nan had them. Joe, the other yeah, one that's really why? famous is that girl lent up against the wall yeah. with the dog at her feet. Yeah, like oh, a white yeah that was. Do you know, again, another like, but she's upset child. as well. Yeah, but a crying child, who would want that? I mean, it's just depressing. It's horrible. I don't know, but Nothing I promise worse you. Than a crying everyone's mum, everyone's nan. Back in the day, it was a picture the prince I have, wasn't what it? What was yeah. the other thing that everyone liked? The cro that weird clown. What was his name? Yeah, was it Perio or something? Perio, yeah. weird, yeah. weird. Anyway, weird. this was this was mass produced, and I again, I'd say ninety percent of households maybe had this yeah, hanging they somewhere. Did, yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day, but you might remember this. 
Oh, on September the 4th, 1985, uh, the Sun newspaper, which is a British tabloid uh, gossip rag, essentially, published a story about a couple called Ron and May Hall whose house had burnt down due to a fire which started in a chip pan, obviously, um, but the painting of the crime boy remained untouched whilst all around mm. it was just charred ruins. Yeah. The couple blamed the fire on the painting. Um, and this started the... Just, can I just interject a minute? A next episode, Spontaneous Combustion. Let's put that on a tick list for another episode. All right. Carry on. Um, and this, it's, it's kind of, it snowballed from here. So a fire station officer called Alan Wilkinson said he knew of numerous other cases where the same painting was the only object in a house to survive a fire yeah. unscathed. Is yeah. this ringing bells with you now? Yeah, yeah, it, it did in the first place. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm aware of it, yeah. So a photo accompanying the story showed the crime boy and the caption read, Tears for Fears, the portrait that firemen claim is cursed. Mm. Well, as you can imagine, mm. this... It started something. In the 80s, it yeah. exploded. Yeah. So no fireman had actually openly used the word cursed in the press and thus a legend was born. Yeah. So the next day, the Sun ran a, uh, a follow-up story saying that they'd been flooded by calls from horrified readers. Dora Mann said her house had burnt down just six months after she'd bought the painting. All my paintings were destroyed except one of the crying boy. Another reader said that her son had caught his private parts on a hook just after she'd bought the crying boy. A third claimed that her husband and three sons had all died since she'd bought the painting in 1959. Which, if she bought it in 1959 and this was 1985, it's quite a lot. If she'd have bought it at the beginning of the year... Yeah, I don't know when it, when it was... Mm. Yeah. Anyway, when another house displaying the crying boy painting... Um, burnt down, panic grew. A story about the fire had um, a brigade spokesperson claiming that there was no cause for alarm, but adding that these incidents are becoming more and more frequent. Look, you just said a boy caught his privates on a hook. Now, that just could be coincidence. Don't, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to imagine how he would catch his privates on a hook. Well, you know, because you like to go fishing. Well, yeah, he probably wasn't fishing at the time. <laughs> No, definitely not. I don't know what he was trying to catch. Yeah, I don't think you could put that down to the crime boy. I mean, I know there was multiple, multiple fires I, I, over years and years. I, I don't know if... No, listen, people were going hysterical and anything bad that happened... Anything. With the oh, paint, yeah. It, that was you could it. have fallen over, I'll ride the crime boy. And yeah. Like we said, everyone had the crime boy. So I'm going to dismiss and debunk the, the boy... The boy scratching his privates on a hook. Yeah. I laugh about it. I don't think he found it funny. Well, he wouldn't. But anyway, the son, who was thrilled by the success of their story, of course they were, offered to take the cursed paintings off of people's hands. Soon, their offices were stacked with well over 2,500 prints of the crime boy. They eventually burnt them all in a gigantic bonfire uh, with page three girls helping out. Oh, of, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Now, Here we go. for those who don't know, page three girls um, are, a, are yeah, a staple in the the uh, Sun newspaper, Daily Star. They were years ago. Years ago. Every time you'd open the Sun newspaper, you'd open the front cover and there'd be a topless woman. And it was yeah, totally with, accepted with there. Now, of course, out. it's... Do they have them just standing in the lingerie now? Or do they know. even have them at all? I don't have them at all God, now. I've not I bought the Sun newspaper anymore. for... No, neither have I. 
but yeah it was everything you know turn over the front page and it was um a woman in a little bikini bottom and boobs out that's a and page free totally girl normal and accepted then because it was a different time yes you, it now. would you have been a page free girl no no, I wouldn't object to it. Page three girls. I mean, I think you need to do what you want to do. We'll get you on the centrefold of FHM or something. Oh, blinding, spread eagled. Really? Did you have to say that? <laughs> Cross. Right. There's Cross. a difference between page three and spread. Oh, you said, Oi, right. I want to know where they're going to put the staple. Right. Where's Me Too oh. movement? Right. Stop. <laughs> Carry on. Anyway, but listen. That in itself is strange. So there are houses across the UK that are burning down. They've all got a copy of this painting in, and the only thing that survives is the painting. Mm. Strange. Yeah. The son have run with it and got a bit mad. And then they've burnt as per, off, as per English, English journals, tabloids, paparazzi. However, we go back to the painting's origins. Mm. So, according to Amadio, who is the, the artist, the subject of one of the paintings was a little street urchin that he came across in Madrid in the 1960s. So how that woman had one in 1959, I don't know. Well, that anyway, must be false. False, false claim, false liar, news. Liar, liar, false news. Expose her tonight. The young boy was a mute orphan with a sorrowful expression that instantly captivated the artist. Yeah. Amadio had stopped to paint the child when a Catholic priest came over to issue him a stern warning. He said that the boy, named Don Bonilio, had run away after seeing his parents die in a fire. Oh my God, really? I didn't know that. Since then, fires of unknown origin would break out wherever the boy went. It happened with such frequency that he was given the nickname Diablo, which translates to yeah, the devil. Yeah, yeah. The priest warned Amadio against having anything to do with the child. However, the painter ignored him and adopted the boy. He brought Don Benilio home with him and painted the Crying Boy series. So there is a series of yeah, paintings, that's it. Yeah, yeah. but the this one is the most famous yeah. of, of the images. So the unique relationship between the painter and his favourite subject came to a sudden fiery end when Amadio's studio and apartment mysteriously caught on fire. Really? He lost everything and as a result Amadio was ruined. He remembered the priest's warning and accused the boy of starting the blaze. He then kicked him out and he never saw Don Bonilio again. Oh my God. Unfortunately, that's not where the story ends. Much like um, it had began in a blaze of fire, much did his life. In 1976, police responded to the report of a car crash on the outskirts of Barcelona. The car exploded after crashing into a wall. When officers arrived on the scene, they found that the driver had been burned beyond recognition and he was the only one in the car at the time of the crash. Police officers searched the glove box, which survived the fire, and found part of the driver's licence. The name on the driver's licence revealed the victim to be Don Bonilio. Oh, my God. That's mad, isn't it? That is a bit weird. But now, I, I know the painting. I know very limited backstory. But now I've heard that, yeah, that, that, that's strange. Yeah. Now, it could have been a coincidence, but with that kind of a backstory... Yeah, you've got to think to yourself, hold on a minute, there's hold on a minute. more to this. And listen, this is like 60s and stuff. There's there's a reasonable amount of fire safety and, yeah. you know, fires don't just... Fires are, yeah. are reasonably rare. 
now. Not like know? the Victorians where everything's no, everything, hand yeah, and, 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 and pre-Victorian, yeah. Um, but in 2010, a BBC radio presenter called Steve Punt attempted to burn the crime boy in his show. The attempt was filmed and put on YouTube. And again, you can watch this on YouTube if you if you type it in. Punt set fire to the painting, but the flames wouldn't spread. He concluded that the painting was covered in some kind of fire retardant coating and hence why it always survived the fires. Now, this is my argument to this. Holding a, a lighter to something that's fire retardant is very different to something being in a house fire. Yeah. The heat is different. The exposure is different. You know, the, the oxygen levels are different. But he could have sprayed it with something beforehand. I mean, we don't know what happened to that painting before I don't he know. did that big public. But even even things that are fire retardant doesn't make them fireproof. Yeah. It just it's means like that they take that longer they can, and it they needs take to be longer. To burn. Yeah. Yeah. And in a house fire, you know, the the, the levels of heat yeah, are, are extreme. extreme. I you know, I don't see that surviving. I don't believe that. I think he could have sprayed it beforehand to to, to you know, for a gimmick for something. Um, when things are staged like that, listen, that's where you've got to have a brain in your head and think, okay, there, there's probably trickery. Because if I do it and it sets on fire, there ain't much of a story. Exactly. Well, well, they wouldn't make that happen, would they? They'd be a different position. Yeah, so I'm not buying that. So, thoughts and opinions of the curse of the crying boy. It's an interesting story. The fact that the little boy parents were... I don't know. We don't know everything, do we? I think it's interesting. Is it possible? Yes, because we know so many things are possible. I could understand the original, but the print would do the print carry that much energy know. and bad luck and My brain would say no, but then I'm also aware that some crazy shit has happened sometimes and we can't always understand it. Listen, who, yeah, who are we to say otherwise? Yeah. We'll find out when we're dead. Yeah, find out when we're dead, yeah. So, guys, let us know what you think. Do you still have a copy of The Crying Boy? Does your nan still have The Crying Boy hanging in her hallway? Yeah. If she does, tell us she needs to take it down. I mean, but if thousands of people had it and only 2025 got burnt down, then obviously that, that could be a coincidence. It was an extremely popular image. Oh, yeah, because like we say, everyone had it. But so, then for it to survive, if everything else burns and that's, and that's just sitting there glowing in front of you. Yeah, well, that's weird, yeah. 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 Well, yes, guys, let us know. We can only go on what we read and, and the research done. We were never there at the time. We haven't spoke to people personally. We can only go on, on the research done, can't we? Yeah. But, yeah, I want to know, does anyone's nan still have it hanging? Do you remember the painting? Do you believe the curse? So, I move on now to um, another haunted painting. Not maybe as famous as The Crying Boy, but I'll show you the image. Is that an image you recognise? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, again, guys, I've showed her the image. I'll post it to our social media so you can have a look. But essentially, it is a, I'd say maybe five-year-old, four-year-old girl yeah. standing. Uh, she's ginger shoulder-length hair with a bunch of flowers in one hand and a letter in the other and she's just standing in a white dress yeah, yeah. In, a, in a little white dress so 
This is a painting of a young girl called Samantha Houston. So, this is the story. I'm going to give you all the backstory, right. and I'm going to tell you about the, the experiences. So, Samantha, her little brother Temple Jr., her mother Laura Cross Houston, and her father, Senator Temple Lee Houston, had checked into the Driscoll Hotel in Austin, Texas, and lived there during a legislative... <laughs> Legislative, legislative, uh, legislative, legislative, legislative. I don't even know. So during a meeting, during a meeting, during a meeting, uh, it's quite a long meeting because it ran from the eleventh of January to April fourth. Um, was it politics or something? Yeah, all politics. Oh, He's right, a senator, okay. so it's all to do okay. uh, like White yeah. House business. Um, the eighteen eighty seven. One night, Samantha quietly slipped out of her room. And she was probably only just outside the door on a mezzanine level. Uh, her mother slept and her father worked late into the night to finalise some important legislation. She fell to her death down the ground staircase while quickly chasing a leather ball as it got away from her. She broke her neck and died instantly. Mm. So Samantha Houston died April of 1887 at four years of age. Before Samantha's burial her father contacted um an artist who lived in austin called william henry huddle and he asked to produce a lifelike painting of his deceased daughter and they used her corpse as as the model to make it as close to yeah her true likeness. Those days, yeah. yeah that was normal yeah once the rough sketch was finished um and stuff houston returned home and buried samantha's uh, remains uh, in their in their hometown for unknown reasons, Temple never went back to pick up the painting of his beloved daughter after it was finished, but instead Colonel Driscoll, the owner of said hotel, purchased the painting for £10 and displayed it at the head of the grand staircase, right, I suppose yeah. as a sign of, of respect and yeah. maybe in, in yeah. memoriam. Um, the hotel eventually changed hands and uh, some believe that was through a game of blackjack or... Others say it was debt, etc., etc. Who knows who wasn't there. But the new owner, whoever it may be, had heard stories that the painting of Samantha was haunted and had it stored away in a housekeeping closet. After that, another owner bought the Driscoll in 1903 and took Samantha's picture and hung it in a hallway on the fifth floor. So Laura Houston, who was Samantha's mum, donated separate portraits of herself and Temple to the Driscoll Hotel in 1906. Um, they were painted in 1888 after the tragic death of their daughter, but they gave it to them so they could be hung side by side yeah. with Samantha's painting, and, and I had a plaque between them, and it was all in memorial for, yeah. for Samantha. Once the paintings were hung, the parents' paintings kept falling off the wall for no apparent reasons, to the point that the paintings had to be nailed by all four corners and tops and sides to the walls yeah, to stop yeah. them from coming off. Um, shortly after, Laura's picture was vandalised and slashed uh, and as a result, the, the hotel had all three paintings copied and then hung without um, labelling them because they didn't want other people to come yeah. and, and vandalise them. Currently, nobody knows where the original paintings are, mm. um, which I think is a shame. So what what is in place of it now is or nobody's saying or nobody's saying uh, but what is in place of it now is uh, a copy of and a pretty good copy yeah. of what what would have been there 
So for well over a hundred years, staff and guests would leave um, sweets and candy at a table located under Samantha's picture. And every day the sweets would disappear. They asked guests, they asked the night guards, they asked cleaners, you know, what's happened to the sweets? No one had a clue, no one had a clue. Until one night, one of the guards that were posted there and doing the night watch said that he saw the sweets vanish in front of him. He was walking down and he saw the sweets on the table and they was gone. They vanished in front of his eyes. Now, during renovation, when they took the picture off the wall, stacked behind it were tons and tons of sweet wrappers. Hmm. I think that's quite strange. I mean, initially, I don't believe the sweets vanish as you're talking about it. Because look, it, if it's something that big, there's lots of people that would want to add to that. Um, do I believe it? I'm not sure. Well, no, because I think a human could have done that. that to, to me, that's not... What about the sweet, sweet wrappers behind the picture? A human could have done it. Okay. A, a servant or a porter or the owner of the hotel. Because listen... That's about money. It brings it brings something in. I mean, I don't think I believe that. It's a good story, though. It's a good story. For me, it's a no. It's a no. There's not enough evidence there for me. No, to, not yeah. I understand yeah. that. I understand that. Because the amount of times that you know we put stuff in the cage in other haunted locations and the things we've done, never. I don't think anyone has got on camera or film. And these days, everything is filmed. Things vanishing, and then so no. To me, that's a no. Nice story, but for me, it's a no. Okay. That's not where the activity ends, though. So sightings of a little girl roaming the area and matching her description. Oh, yeah, I believe that. Uh, playing with the ball have been seen by people, and they believe they could still hear her childish giggles yeah. in the hotel and in and around on the mezzanine floor late at night. I believe that, yeah. Uh, people have reported feeling um, very dizzy around the painting, have felt nauseous and have had strange uh, sensations like they've been lifted off the ground mm. around the painting. People have also said that, it, do you know like when you're asleep and you, 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 you yeah. it's like you're falling and you wake up? Yeah. They said it's like that. It's like they, they jolt as, as if they're falling and trying to catch yeah. themselves. Mm. And it's almost maybe that, the you know, the girl is... In, not inflicting that feeling, but the that feeling is so strong yeah, that yeah. It, it, it's um, infectious. Yeah. Um, people have also said that the girl in the painting has tried to communicate with them. So people say that you, if you look at the painting, eventually she will smile or she will blink or she will put a face or, you know, people say that But again, the painting we know the human eyes, if you focus, it's that. in your own brain, it, it's you know, your brain will make you see it. So, again, I don't believe in that, but I certainly believe in the, the energy attached to it and around it. And that's and that's <laughs> um, the, the story of young Samantha Houston. Yeah, but again, a sad story, you know. Oh, incredibly sad. So, that's three haunted paintings for you. Yeah. Thoughts and opinions stance on haunted paintings. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story I do know. That um, a people um, they were they inherited a painting, and um, it wasn't um, that they didn't have any money. The painting was above the fireplace. It was just a painting they inherited, and this painting kept on launching off 
the bloody above the fireplace. Uh, again, it's a well-documented story. There was no fire, there was no disaster or destruction. But one time when the painting launched off, they actually, the, the years moved on a bit, and they actually Googled, because it was in the time of Google, the, the artists and everything. It turns out the painting back in those days was worth in excess of something like 60, oh, I think it's even more than that, £1,000. So that's interesting. It just kept on launching off. As if to say, take the painting. Come here, listen to it, yeah. Come on. Yeah. So I always found that fascinating. And in the end, they thought, oh my, it's driving us mad. Because of course I thought, oh, it's a, you know, it's wind. It's, oh, it's not put up properly. And it happened so much in the end, they researched into the painting. And it was worth, in, in fact, when I say that, I probably mean 400 grand. I mean, it was, a, I can't remember, it was a serious amount It was amount enough to dough. sort them out. Well, it was completely life-changing. And, and they'd said, but we, we never would have known it. It was just the painting that was through the generations, but it kept on flying off. And then one day they thought, oh, fuck's sake, and they Googled it, and they realised it, it, it went to Christie's auction or something. I mean, it was a big deal. It was a really big deal. And, uh, yeah, it was worth a small, for well, well, worth a fortune. Now, you've got a little collection of painting. You've got, well, I say a little collection. You've got quite a vast collection of artwork and paintings and memorabilia, things like that. Do you feel that any of them hold any energy? Um, it, or give off a vibe? Or, you know, you can feel, you know... I think I'm so aware from my childhood and living in the cage, I think if I felt anything untoward at all, it would be out in the shed or, or back in the barn with everything else. Now, even if it was I your, your most it. prized Oasis programme, yeah. signed and whatever. Yeah. Because no, you've got some amazing kind of I've got pieces a, I've of history. I've got original signatures and, you know, that, that's my thing. I, I love to collect that. No, I haven't felt anything, but if I did, I can assure you it wouldn't be in this house for long because I know what can happen and it's not a risk I'm willing to take. I lived through the cage. I just about survived it. And listen, it could be the best thing in the world and I could be so proud of it, but nothing ever is worth anything bad going wrong again. Now, do you think that artwork can capture emotions and... You know, when I say give off that vibe, you know, some paintings, when you're around them, you just are overcome with a yeah. feeling. Now, do you feel that that maybe is just because of the artwork or do you think it's, you know, the artist, as they was painting it, has injected that much love? So the energy survives. I mean, I think if you go back to our previous episode when we spoke about the Angus, Angus man, um, my position is clear on that. Yes, I believe in some artwork there is a significant tangible energy. Um, so, yeah, I definitely believe it's possible. But, but, I, I, but I think that can be happy and can be sad. Yeah, yeah, of course. Have you, you know, I mean, any yeah, famous yeah. artwork that you've seen that, you know, just makes you happy or just makes you feel, you know, thoughtful or... I, th I, th I think there's lots of stuff, but I haven't got anything, you know, I, I haven't been to the the Louvre, you know, I, 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 you know, so I wouldn't really know on. What you're saying is you're not very cultured. Well, I get it, but I haven't been there. Yeah. So I can't really say, oh my God, I looked at the Mona Lisa and I felt some kind of way about it. But I know it exists and I know, uh, but, but there has been paintings. I was buying paintings off a, an artist from Ireland, actually. 
and um, yeah, there's does definitely something about which which made me feel some kind of way. Now I'm not saying it's paranormal, but then art is supposed to do that anyway. Exactly, and that's what it's. Is it the artwork, or is it you know? that painter has gone to their happiest place and has felt so content and so happy that, that they've injected that little bit of emotion. I think into... for the most part, an artist is talented enough to make anyone feel and see it. Like James Wilkinson, his art, you know, his art, um, he's, he's a majority, a, a, a pop artist and a, you know, a, um, artist of, of rock musicians. Now his art definitely makes me feel some kind of way. It's not haunted but yeah but that's an artist's job isn't it to make you look at that painting and go, oh, oh my god i need to own that i need to own it that's why artists are artists mm -hmm. because they have to put the emotion into the painting and if they don't do that you're probably not going to buy it and they'll probably be skint correct it means you're not a very good one yeah well listen talking of young james wilkinson he's painted you hasn't he yeah he has yeah he painted an amazing picture of me yeah We'll post that one day for you all to have a little look at yeah, as well. Yeah, or, you know, go and have a look at it. It's on um, Paint Pop. Yeah. Um, it, James Wilkinson, you can Google him. James Wilkinson, Paint Pop, Paint Pop um, or um, Fame Bureau. Fame Bureau. The, the prints are available. He actually painted me in the cage. Um, and I'm holding the cross of Jesus. But behind me, the backdrop is literally, you know, represents the haunting of the cage. Um, I spent a lot of time with him and he really got and understood the cage he actually came into my life as a skeptic but had heard about me the painting is amazing i love it but you know and and it's just a, a stunning painting and I, I think it represents the whole you know the whole point literally of he can paint me next well he'll paint you with a feather boa and dancing with liza minnelli fine i'll take it yeah I'll have it. I'll have a go. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, so I think I think my part in thought on this is that maybe haunted paintings are just haunted objects. Well, of course, a painting is an object. I think I I don't think that so, you know something has possessed the painting it's all about intent it could be a tin box like you say a dibbit box or it could be a painting i think it's the energy I, yeah, and, and the what... intent and the importance so if someone dies like the english man after doing that painting they're going to be attached to it like we would do a house or and, a I, and I think and i think the nature of art and artists as well they put they're a different breed from us. They artists. they put their you know blood and sweat and tears. Well, literally, uh, for some. I mean, James took, took weeks and weeks painting my portrait. I mean, it's, it's actually bigger than life size. It's it's absolutely huge. And he would say to me, and I'd say, right, okay, can I see an update? And he'd say, oh, I'm just working on this bit. You know, the painting was stunning always, but he would go for all these kind of mental traumas. You know, he said he always does with his paintings. He does it amazingly. And then at some point, he has to change, figure out, you know, his work is always unbelievable. Hence, he's, he's a famous artist. But artists are like torture, you know. They, you know, it has to be better. It has to be better. It has to be better. And I think just by the nature of that, you can see why potentially that may become a haunted object. Yeah, because of the energy and the intent and the absolute work and stress and drama that. going into it. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, if it's their life's work or something like yeah. that, do you know what I mean? I can I can understand why there are haunted paintings, but 
they are no different to a haunted object. Personally, for me, is my thoughts and feelings yeah. on that one. Yeah. Yeah? You're happy with that? Yeah. Happy with that conclusion? Yeah, I think I am. I'll think about it more after. But yeah, I, I think generally speaking, it's the intent and the passion and the energy that goes into, you know, there's nothing to say that you can carve something in the First World War in the trenches um, and it be less significant than a painting in 2022. I think I think it's the intent and the energy and everything that goes into it, which sometimes can attach and make it just a bit different. Mm, agreed. And on that note, guys and girls, we shall bid you adieu. 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 No, sorry, it's adieu. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've got a clue. We can't speak any foreign language. Adieu. 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 See you later. Ciao for now. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>